What's up, guys? We are back. Episode 12 of the Wet Down Podcast, and we're bringing back an oldie but a goodie, one of our first guests, Scotty, the New Jersey medium. I didn't mean you were old. Let me clarify that right now. Welcome back, Scott. I, uh, with, with, with that in mind, I've never, uh, I've never found a shoe too big to fit in my mouth. So proven, proven once again today. Aaron, Kevin, welcome back, boys. Episode 12. Hey man, it's nice to see you guys. I wish we could see each other in person, like all of us again. We get to sit down and hang out. I miss hanging out with you guys, definitely. How about you, Kevin? Nice haircut, by the way, buddy. You're looking sharp. I ain't not too bad yourself, bud. Uh, you know, I've been I've been doing good, man. Just trying to just push through New Year, so I'm excited. Big things are happening, so it'll be fun to see. Oh, definitely. Big things are definitely happening. How about you, Scotty? How have you been, man? Join us for this talk here. I, I want to, I, 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 it's nice to see your face. It's nice to see your back. It's nice to see your faces. I'm doing all right. I'm kind of upset. Nobody uh, commented on my beautiful haircut, but that's fine. Oh, I didn't. Hey man, you look sharp all the time. So why would I have to compliment on it? I'll gas you up though. You stud. Bro, I got, Speaking I started using a new hair treatment, you know? Oh man. You're using pomade now, huh? Yeah, Dustin's like, oh, I don't want to call you old, bro. I'm old. I use pomade no, I didn't, now. I didn't oh, me too. Old. It's the way I think to go. You're old when you start using a touch for gray or whatever it's called. Just so, it's just, so I keep a short haircut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was waiting for Scotty to be like, oh, really? Because I, 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 I used some the other day, actually. Oh, nope, man. just cut it off. We keep it short. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll no. talk. It's go ahead, a, it's good. It's good that we got you back. Um, we'll talk about it a little later when we get into the uh, meat and bones of this. But uh, I actually had a what I believe was a paranormal experience a uh, few uh, few weeks ago. So looking forward to to getting your input on that. That's exciting. I'm. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, man. But, Fuck these guys. guys. Leave me alone, guys. <laughs> you you guys are all hockey players. Is that right? Yes. I, I play hockey. I wouldn't call myself a hockey player just yet. Well, he's, almost a hockey goal. Player. <laughs> he's almost scored a goal. He's almost scored a goal. I almost got a tip in. I almost got a tip in. I almost got a tip in. So with that, do you guys watch the television show Letter Kenny? Uh, yes. yes. Love that show. Yes. Okay. How close, like when you guys talk amongst yourselves as hockey players, one of, one of my favorite segments is – the two guys who are the hockey players and they say all kinds of crazy stuff. And I think I understand about a third of it, but do you guys talk like that? Or have you ever met anybody who actually talks that way? Cause I left my about Jonesy and, I... and Riley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just Tanner knows when he plays hockey. Oh man. Cracks yeah. You, we can, you just already name dropped them. So we can throw them under the bus. That's fine. But yeah, Tanner, Tanner and Spence are the two really like Tanner's, Tanner's not as good as Spence as when it comes to it. Spencer Spen- does. Spencer, Spencer has like that. that. He's got that that good flow. Bucky boys, yeah, you going out there? Gonna go out for a rip, are aren't you, bud? Like, gonna go out and get a good pracky going. Yeah, he's like, make yeah. this up one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I I when I played soccer, I was the biggest shit talker. I I suck, but you got to make up for it somehow. And I made up for by shit talking. My after my senior year, me and the our our, our close group on our team, we 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 made an indoor team. We paid the 
however many, it was like $2,000 to play an indoor session. So we all split it up between however many of us. So it was like 90 bucks each. And we're playing like legit teams who pay to practice, kids who pay $2,000 to be on the team. And we're just taking the piss out of them, just shit talking, making a big joke out of it. And I was always the best at getting under people's uh, skin and shit talking. And so when I came to play hockey, uh, when I started to play intramurals uh, at school, I wanted to do that, not on that level, again, because I'm, I'm not, again, I can barely skate. So I didn't want to do it on that level, but just a little bit, especially with the people I know that are on the other team. And I couldn't come up with any, I couldn't find any good hockey chirps. And then I found a compilation on YouTube, Letterkenny, best Letterkenny uh, hockey player chirps. And I listened to them and oh my God, they were fantastic. I, I've used a couple of them. And Tanner, my roommate, he heard me drop one of those. He was like, where the hell did you learn how to do that? Whoa, where did you learn that chirp? Good TV, that's where. Fucking oh, Eddie. Some like some of the things those guys say though, like the hold my spitter, you know that that's a real one for sure. Especially when you're in the locker room, <laughs> like yeah, hold my spitter. <laughs> like there's that's not even a hockey one, dude. Yeah, I know, but that one's <laughs> like, that's more of a thing there. Like hold my spitter is that's that's where you see it. I, would I like say. the one where he goes, "The day I roll my my bag in the rink, buddy, is the day I fucking retire." <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Like there's just some things you won't do. Like there's an, there's an old man, uh, my friend who is down in Texas, we called it, he chopped down a tree. He skated. It was a good, one of those times I came home to skate and we, this, this 80 year old man, bow legged dude out there, motivating out there, hard skating, having a great time. And my friend takes a shot and cracks him in the ankles, (laughs) takes him down. And the guy's like, he's like, you just hit that guy. And it was that famous happy Gilmore. Like shouldn't have been standing there. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you shouldn't, it's kind of true though. Like he shouldn't like, but at the set, whatever, you know, it happens. When I started to play, I got all, I got all my gear and, and Tanner was like, please tell me you got a, a roller bag. And I was like, stop i was like you're i was like i know i'm not a, a really great in the culture yet but you're not gonna get me on that one <laughs> you are not gonna get me on that one oh, i mean good. i can i have sympathy for the goalies though that have to do it because lugging that shit around dropping up and down especially the older men's yeah goalies. goalies is an exception like the, i have some sympathy for the goalies that that play men's league now because you think about men's league is competitive for the first eight minutes or eight seconds depending on how drunk everybody is and what time the game is and then after that it's like man these goalies are getting breakaway after breakaway they need to stand on their head all the time and they're just like come on you fucking assholes just start skating please (laughs) no one's back and it looks just like a shitty scrimmage that's why a lot of them don't play anymore at least that's what I've been finding in the pattern where I'm like, how come you guys don't play goalie anymore? How come you guys are skating out? Cause it's more fun. <laughs> like I see why it's more fun because I wouldn't want that shit either. If I'm like, God damn it. I'm getting lit up all night by the same people. I don't want to keep flopping all over the place. But when I told, yeah. when I told my, my grandma that I was going to start playing hockey, she, cause I was a goalie in soccer. And so she's like, are you going to be a goalie? I'm like, I can barely skate. No, I'm not going to be a goalie. Are you crazy? Yeah, it's you gotta probably be better for you. you it's probably you say better her? for you. Yeah, that might have been a better choice for you, honestly. Play goalie, yeah, dude. You don't, dude, have, you don't to really have to skate too much. You just kind of really stand good there. at falling down. Like you're <laughs> so good at it. Like people, 
Like, people know when to get out of the way from you. That's how good he is you the are. pylon on the ice. So, you know, it's... Hey, I'm, I'm always, why do you think I'm always wide open? Because they don't want to get taken down. That speed hey. skater from the Mighty Ducks, right? And they had to keep just stacking up the cans for or whatever for him. He gets smashing into him. You know what I'm talking about, Dustin? You He's ever seen Mighty yeah, Ducks? Yeah. Because I'm a little old, so I don't know. No, I know, and I know. That's what he <laughs> well, he's still trying to catch the egg from a pass. He, he's his egg still breaks on his stick. Oh uh, yeah, got I, a soft stick, pal. I I almost allowed a goal on a on us one one game because uh, I accidentally took out our defense. I took out Spencer right right in front right right in the slot. I'm try I'm try I'm trying to I'm trying to to guard on the outside the slot on one of the near one of the the circles. And I, I, I wandered in and accidentally took him out right in the slot. I see. Whoop. Tanner, Tanner and I looked at each other like, there's Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sorry, Dustin. I have gotten better. I will. I have gotten better. Not much, but I have gotten better. Granted, Wait, the, 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 the floor was low. Did you hit the roller gang yet? You roller ganging? Come on. What? Now. Are you on the roller gang? I know what you are. What are you talking about? You don't got you didn't get roller skates yet and get outside and start playing some street puck. You no, we don't play. Street, I, I, I'm going, dude. This week I'm going to play um, not street puck, but I'm going to play uh, uh, on the lake. Oh, nice! Go play some yeah. actual shitting, some real puck yeah. hockey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Miracle shit. Speaking of um, roller hockey, when I was in England, uh, we lived right next to. The big park, uh, not Battery, Hyde Park. We live right next to Hyde Park, and so every it, and it wasn't as cold. It was like January, February, March, but it's a lot milder there. So on warm days, as a group, we go we you, you can rent bikes for like a pound, and we bike around the park. And whenever we go, probably three out of five times, there's these guys playing roller hockey right in the park, and I was amazed because I I didn't even know they had hockey over uh, over in England. Yeah, dude. No, hockey's pretty big out in England. Um, I've been like, you'll, this will sound silly and this is not a total way to validate what I'm saying, but I've actually found in the middle of the daytime, like I, when I've been hanging out and I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to play a game of chill or whatever during the day, you play a lot of British players. Like that's a, you get a lot of that. And I know Kevin can back me up on that. We've played with some British people before and they're, they're actually really good at the game. Like they understand it really well. Like hockey's growing and it's cool to see, but. You know, I, I mean, the, the rules are like soccer. I mean, it's just on ice and more brutal. I don't want to make any enemies out there. Soccer's brutal too. I couldn't run a, a field if I wanted to. So. Yeah. No. That and like you get kicked in the face and stuff. Like those guys are savages, see, man. Like the ones that get with soccer babies. though. I would have a lot more respect for soccer if they didn't bitch too much. Let me all right here because I was going to address that. Let me let me address it. Grant, uh, first let me sit, qualify with saying yes, there is a a regard of going down easy in some in some regards, but that's more of a tactical thing at sometimes. But you watch and you see, oh well, he just got nicked. Why is he why is he bitching? You go back and you see man. the re- but, if you've but you seen go back players and, like Suarez and stuff. Well, let, like let, that. Me, let me let me finish you go back and you see the replay and these guys have studs on and they're getting kicked right in their ankles and shit by pretty big guys. Grant still pretty uh, muscular guys from the waist down. And, and oh, yeah, dude, dude, it, it hurts. For, 
It hurts for like a couple seconds. <laughs> it, it, it hurts for a Wayne play. Wayne Rooney's but, sitting somewhere like, fucking right, yeah. <laughs> it, it hurts for a couple, for like 15, 20 seconds, but you get up and you, and you walk it off. So I think it gets kind of a bad rap in that regard. Granted, I'm biased because I played for, for so long, but Dude, I do I think it, it gets kind of a bad rap. I played too, I and I'll totally defend you... it, but I'm going to tell you this. There are people that flop. I oh, flopped me. too was sometimes. I was, I was the best at, at I was shit. also, I'm also like average height for a woman. So <laughs> it doesn't help that, that like, you know, I go up for a header to think I can jump up against a guy who's six foot to try to get something. I'm going to fall down every time in the box because that's my job. You know, it's my job to put the ball in the net. And if you put you, it's chess, not checkers. And everybody knows, even though it's a dirty part of the game, but I can't say my hockey playing was much better anyway. Cause I still talk shit playing on the ice anyway. My, I still had fun with people. So like, who cares? It's, it's part of the game. Just as long as you're having fun, whatever way it's being played and you're still within your, that good moral compass, like where you still can get the phone call. Like, Hey, you want to play? <laughs> then my, my coaches that's, that's what's important. My coaches would put me in when we needed a foul. And uh, so, because, like, for you example, were that fucking kid. Oh, no, no, oh, no shame. No shame in it yeah. whatsoever. I didn't you're have the, the You were the so, kid that I would fucking dude, step on. Like, I'd dude, step on your any, in the box. I don't have I'd any skill. Studs into the back of your fucking knee. Yeah, I, I was a any, dick, man. That's I don't what have any skill. From, so, from I had to, like, country. I don't have any skill. So, I had to, to be useful where I could. For example, my sophomore year, first game, first game, sophomore year. We go like show, a kid like we like tangle legs. I like stumble like three steps and then dive. Foul. I like look at I literally I look at my coach. I'm like, I'm, like, and he's like, I don't know, go with it. <laughs> Grab like, his right. around. He shot me. He fucking stabbed me. <laughs> Somebody call the medics. Brush it off. But, oh. No man. Like there's just. When you're the little guy, you always take the beating. So that's why I was a dick back. And I was that guy who did that stuff with the studs. Or I was the guy who talked shit. And Dude, I was such a dirty player. It's not even – and I'll yeah, admit man. that. I was like, such a dirty player. My, my, my buddies that were on the ice with me that were my friends that had to take punches for me every now and then, we were, oh, it was always great. Be like, yeah, you want to fuck with me? My friend will kick your ass. Like, that was my – Yeah, really? <laughs> Dude, one – Go ahead, mess one, with me. My friend will beat you up. That, that reminds <laughs> like, that's me – That's how I lived for a little bit. I'm like, I don't like this. This well, is – I'm not a bitch. Like, I can't do this anymore. I got to stand uh, up for myself somewhere. Well, we'll end the first part on this story. Um – we were playing uh, that indoor league I was telling you guys about. We're playing this one game, and a uh, really douchebag team. And I get taken down from behind, and I immediately get up, and I start jawing off to this kid, and he starts making monkey noises at me. And I went, I, I, I went to say I don't speak monkey, and I got to I don't speak, and I realized that this kid. He wasn't black, but he wasn't exactly white. And it wasn't a racial thing at all. It was just that he was making monkey noises at me. I went to say that and I was like, oh, no, not, not, not something I should say. Fuck it, not dude. Sin. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it wasn't racial at all. But That's I, how you start just, a soccer riot, dude. Like, Sedan Zidane got thrown out of a World Cup match because he hit up some dude who called his mom a French whore. Like, come on, dude. Ma- <laughs> the, guy's making, the guy's making monkey noises at me, so I was going to say I don't speak monkey, and I'm like, 
I don't speak that. I was like, holy shit, that could have been bad. But um, yeah, I'll light your ass back up on fire like that's what you <laughs> but, just pretty much did <laughs> but but just to, my but, country music award on fire but just yeah, to finish on. just to finish and bring it back to what you were saying that whole game him and i would like go at it and him and i ended up being parked like right next to each other in the parking lot and and i said this to my buddy Yagi come out there I, and like i, I said to know, my best friend him. i said to my best friend who was like he's like six three one of my best friends since like middle school and I was like, hey, I think we're parked next to each other. Can, can you like walk me to my car, please? And he, he laughed so hard. He's like, yeah, come on, let's go. <laughs> oh, man. Hi, oh, all right. that's, good. that's okay. All right. that's okay. I, I think that's a, a good spot to go for our, to our ad break. And through the power of editing, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, we'll be back in one minute. If you're listening on YouTube, we'll be back right after this. And we are back with the Wet Down Podcast, episode 12, featuring Scotty, the New Jersey medium, back again for his second appearance on the show. Scotty, welcome back, dude. What up, dude? How you doing? Uh, I have been looking forward to this all week. I remember on, I think it was like Monday or something, when Aaron told us we were having you, I was so excited. And I love every guest we have on. I have a great time, but you have definitely been my favorite. Ooh. So, not trying to... Not trying to kiss ass, but uh, I am married, so you're gonna have to do a good job. <laughs> it's all right. I got I got a girlfriend too. So, well, we talked about that last time, right? Yes. Yeah. No, thanks to Scotty. Actually, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, everything you said, I talked about it. Talked to her about it afterwards, and it literally like perfectly described our relationship. She was like blown away, rattled, and, and then when she listened to it herself, she thought that was crazy. So, Dustin, if people at home want to listen to that and they haven't heard it yet, which episode was that? That was three. I, I believe that was episode three. There you yeah. go. So people can so, check that out. Yeah, that's our first one on YouTube, I believe, as well. But uh, I actually had a what I what I believe was a paranormal experience uh, since we've last spoken. Let's go. Talk All to right. me about it. So I kind of gave you a little bit of the, uh, a little bit of it when we talked during the week, but so what was happening was for like this was maybe four or five weeks ago, right around the end of finals, so probably like early December, and uh, for like three nights in a row, I was having these dreams where this this thing I don't even know what it was, but it was freaking me out. Kept coming. I wouldn't call it a nightmare, but it was just something kept coming back, and it was the same thing every night. Kept coming back and freaking me out, and. By like the second or third night, I think it was the third night. I usually I don't know I'm dreaming, but mm -hmm. this time I knew I was in a dream, and I was like, "All right." So I kind of like tried to change my dream to get away from it, and it kept coming back and kept following me in whatever new dream I was going to. And right. literally, I woke up, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I heard like in my head, I heard like screaming or something. And, and I, I just, what, what you, what you talked about last episode, when you, what you told Kevin was just tell him to leave you alone. So in my head, I just, in my head, I just screamed, get out, get out, get out. 
and I heard the screaming for like another like couple seconds and then it like just went away and I was like I was like so freaked out I was like oh if this happens again if this happens the next night I'm I was literally one night away from from texting you because I was so freaked out yeah you can text me buddy I got the tools and I got the talent it's yeah, no problem I I bet so no keep, nobody keep an eye out in case keep an eye out in case uh anyone's trying to break down the door this time. <clears throat> well, you know, what's interesting is you said that you knew that you were dreaming, which for me says that you were what we call lucid dreaming. Yeah. So that, right. That just means that you, uh, you knew you took, you realized, okay, this is a dream and uh, I'm going to try to get away from whatever's happening here. And you try to do that. What's interesting is that you had the same dream three nights in a row. Well, it wasn't the like, same dream. It wasn't the same okay, dream, right. but the um, whatever was bothering me, was in my dream the same three nights in a row and i i remember asking you you were under some stress you were doing uh final exams or whatever right yeah finals had a big project so when you are tired and exhausted it, your basic filters come down and uh, i think that you are primed for a psychic attack and the best time for something to do that is at nighttime when you're ready to go to sleep most people have paranormal things happen to them at nighttime because you are hyper aware because you're a human being. I don't know if we talked about that, the fight or flight thing happens. And then uh, when you're going to sleep, you're, you're actually just like calming down and getting into a meditative state just to go to sleep. Right. I don't think people really realize that, but that's what's happening. So you get into that super deep REM sleep and then all of a sudden all the world opens up to you and these things can just come out and talk to you. So um, <clears throat> one of the things I wanted to say is it may not have necessarily been a bad thing, it might've just been something that was trying to talk to you and you perceived it as bad because you were not ready for it to happen. So mm -hmm. I am glad, however, that you took my advice and told it to get lost and it did. That's, that's perfect. So that's good for anybody listening. If uh, you feel like you're having some kind of paranormal stuff happen around you, you can tell things to bug off and, and they will for the most part. Um, most of the time spirits just want you to pay attention to them. And if they see an opportunity to get your attention, they'll do that. Um, just from growing up being, doing what I do and being a medium, uh, I had a absurd amount of spirits and ghosts trying to get my attention. And most of the time, uh, right up until I was about 15 years old, I slept with the lights on because it was that hard to get to sleep. And I'd always have crazy dreams like that, like dead people trying to talk to me, trying to bother me. Um, and finally, it just got to the point where one day was I, around 15. shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Around, when I was like 15 years old, I my dad walked, dead people. <laughs> dad walks in the door and he's like, you're 15. Turn the goddamn lights off. <laughs> Not like, oh, okay, <laughs> time to start being a man. I that's guess. when you'd be like, that's when you start will get you stand up. You look like Beta from Walking Dead and bring all the ghosts into his room. Be like, this is where we hang out, guys. This is you fuck with him for a couple hours. I'm gonna go back to sleep. Shut the light off, <laughs> dude. I thought I thought some like insidious shit was happening to me. So, um, aside from finals, did you go anywhere new in those couple days? Had you been in any new buildings or? Be around new people or anything not not really i just i stayed home and uh for the most part like nothing crazy besides like the occasional trip to the gas station or the grocery store goddamn gas stations it'll get you a lot of murders <laughs> happen. a lot of murders happen at gas stations no so well i am glad that you uh you decided to to tell it to get lost but that also tells me that you have a pretty uh interesting ability probably to be able to meditate in contact whoever that was, if you wanted to do that. Yeah. 
Well, every night before I go to bed, I'll, I, I do my little prayers in my head and everything. So, oh, that's I'm glad you said that. You said when you woke up, you heard screaming, but it was inside your head. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting, and I'm glad I wrote it down. Um, that is legitimately part of like a psychic attack. So that's like um, the first time that I ever had a legitimate like moment where I was like, what the hell is going on here? I was working for an electrician after high school. I was down inside this old musty basement helping rewire uh, some heavy duty laundry machines in this old ass building. And while I was down there, I'm not afraid of basements. I, I you know, basements are what, what they are. So I wasn't feeling like that. It's the middle of July. It's a beautiful sunny day, at like two in the afternoon downstairs in this old musty basement and I'm doing the wiring or whatever and it starts to feel real strange uh and I start to like my imagination gets so crazy and vivid um I start seeing like a murder happening in front of me and I start to see like what I call like a Hollywood monster and something was really scary and it made all like my entire body just got like the chills I got afraid my fight or flight said get the fuck out so I ran up out of the basement and I looked my boss in the face and I was like, I'm not going back down there. And there's nothing you can do to make me go back down there. Um, and the owner of the place at the time was like, yeah, we don't go down there too much. And I was like, yeah, I know why there's something going on down there. So that was the first time. And then as I got older, I realized that that is because I'm open and whatever was in that basement did not want me down there. Um, so it was doing its best to just oh, get dude, I got attention. goosebumps. I got goosebumps yeah. right now. Yeah. So it was doing its best to get my attention, and get me out. Um, so that, and that's what happened. I got out. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared at that time, uh, to deal with that. Yeah. I don't know. So. Maybe just like saying my prayers that night. One guy thought I was trying to, someone thought I was trying to talk to him. Maybe. Yeah. Cause if you're, whatever your thoughts are, that creates a spiritual connection. So your prayer is a spiritual connection, even though you're just saying it in your head, um, you're openly communicating. So that's what it is. It's interesting. I don't know. Knock, knock on wood. I haven't he, he hasn't come back to or he or she hasn't come back to talk to me since. So, um, you know, were you at home or were you in a dorm room? No, I'm at, I was at home. Okay. My buddy, uh, when he was in college uh, a number of years ago, he called me up uh, on like a Saturday morning. He stayed at his dorm room and he said that he got woke up by a African-American ghost that was standing over his bed with a plastic bag trying to put the bag over his head. Oh, shit. And he went, he went to this place called uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University here yeah. in uh, New Jersey. And uh, it's a pretty rough area surrounding the school. And I was like, bro, are you sure that like that wasn't actually happening? And he's like a, a, an electrical engineer. He's super level-headed. And he's like, bro, when I looked down, the guy didn't have any legs. It was a ghost. And I was like, oh, shit. You got ghost attacked. That's crazy. And again, he was in a stressful situation, like getting to the end of the semester and getting ready to take his final. So it's one of those things that I think happens when you get into a, that stressful kind of situation, you know? Yeah. Kind of really freaked me out. Piggybacking off the uh, paranormal stuff and things like that. Back when I worked for Disney, I found out that, well, obviously we know Disneyland is very old. So when That's we're talking magical. about Anaheim, California, like the original, not the Disney world in Florida, a lot of custodians will tell you horror stories of like haunted experiences they've had because daily people don't know this but people in the haunted mansion they would throw their ashes or cremations of like people that have died and this is a thing so there's like also this main tunnel that goes underneath the 
like from the Matterhorn all the way to, to Tomorrowland, there's these underground tunnels where everybody would always tell you these frightening stories. Like I had a custodian one time said that he was cleaning a bathroom near like. Don't say anything that's going to expose Disney. Don't, don't no. expose any of their yeah. secrets. No, no, he just, it's just stories that you hear, but like Disneyland is haunted. Like, sorry. It, I, 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 it's I believe, I believe a it. thing like this where he was like, he was cleaning the bathroom and he was in the stall and it was like late at night, you know, they just closed around 11 o'clock. Anyways, he goes in there, he starts cleaning and then he just keeps hearing this noise and this noise keeps like, just like pounding on the wall, like a, so you're like, what is this? And then all of a sudden, I guess he said that he turned around to go push the cart outside to go to the next restroom. The stall door slammed shut. And he just like, he says like, there's constantly like, every time he goes in there, like I even get goosebumps just talking about it because like, when I used to work there for like two to five years, like I just, you hear things and you see things that people have seen. And especially in Haunted Mansion in that area like that, where they, they dump ashes of dead bodies. It's just, it's- That can't it's, be allowed. That can't be allowed. It's not allowed, but people do I believe it. it happens. I believe it happens, but no, no they, way that's they, allowed. Custodians so, had to go in there. They had to clean the rides and they're, they're, they're sweeping up ashes. That, Yo, oh. listen. Dustin, uh, I'm going to say three years ago or so, I, I sat with, for a reading uh, with some clients and uh, the grandmother was coming through and talking to me and she kept showing me Mickey Mouse ears. And then she showed me a trip to Florida and she told me to thank her granddaughter for dumping the ashes in Disney for her. What? Yeah. And I said that yeah. to the, the granddaughter and she started crying. She was like, oh my God, we just came back and I dumped my, my grandmother's ashes in Disney for her. That's what she Bro, wanted. Her final. I was, and she was like telling me how scared she was to like smuggle it in because she didn't want to get caught or whatever. But that's what her grandmother wanted. So, yeah. And that was the one in Florida, not uh, California. But, yeah, I'm sure that the, they both get probably equal amount of remains. Jesus Crazy, Christ. right? Yeah. Have you had yeah, you have any? No. Did, no, did you have no, any uh, no. No. <laughs> do you have any uh, paranormal experiences over the holidays? Goes to Santa? come talk to you not the ghost of santa uh i did go to for new year's eve um i hosted a paranormal ghost hunt event at the shanley hotel in uh, napanock new york and uh that's a very well-known paranormal hotspot here on the east coast uh it's been on a couple tv shows it has a long okay. extensive history okay good good talking about the stories this is one right here this is called the crying boy this is at the haunted mansion too so it says the exit of haunted mansion is said to be haunted by the ghost of a boy the story is the story goes that the boy's mother spread her son to ashes in the haunted mansion without disneyland's permission legend has it that the ghost also appears in the pirates of caribbean ride so there has been known things to where people have done this and there's like one where I guess the everyone knows about the Walt Disney had an apartment over the fire station on Main Street, right? And mm -hmm. that light is in the windows never turned off. A tribute to Walt Disney who died in 1966. But did you hear the one where before the tradition of leaving the light on began, a cast member turned off the light and left the room only to find out the light turned on again when she returned. The story has that the ghost she heard a voice that said, I'm still here. <laughs> 
I've heard of uh, I've heard of the ghost. He's frozen in there. That's why. I've heard of the ghost in the in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, but I, I didn't know the haunted mansion. I mean, I get it makes sense. They turned off his refrigerator, man. That's why they fucking turned it back on. They have an emergency <laughs> shutoff valve. We all know Walt Disney's frozen in that moment. <laughs> his head is just stuck in the freezer of his apartment. We all know it. It's that's like some Futurama or Simpson shit. Like his, yeah, like exactly. his head's in there and it's just in a tube and it's just able to talk and it's self-sustaining <laughs> and everything. It's just fucking he, crazy. He, he's, he's, he's like Han Solo. Fro- oh, damn it. I, I was going to say kryptonite, but I know that carbonite. Thank you. Carbonite. Fro- frozen in the. I was gonna say cryptid. I knew that wasn't right. You can leave. All right, so Shanley, we gotta hear the hotel. <laughs> the Shanley now. Hotel. Shanley so, hotel. Uh, so the Shanley Hotel is this really old hotel, um, and it has a ton of documented murders and deaths that have happened in it, and that's very rare for something to have things documented. Usually, it's like hearsay, like the Disney stories, like we think this happened. Um, but this has like police reports and all that kind of stuff that back it up. So that that adds to the lore. Um, and there's a lot of there's a bordello in there. So they used to run uh, the mob, the Irish mafia used to run a bordello out of it. Um, there was. Uh, oh, my goodness, there's a prison that's across the street. So some of the people were uh, guards that would stay in the hotel overnight. Some of some inmates would get let out and stay there. Um, it was a biker bar in the 90s. So there, it, it just has this crazy long list of things that it was. Um, so I can guarantee that anybody who goes there will have a paranormal experience. The first night that I ever went there a couple of years ago, um, I went as a guest. And uh, within about an hour, I heard something that they call a disembodied voice, which is when you hear somebody talking in real time, but there's nobody with you. Um, and I was lucky enough to be filming at the time. And I reacted because... Um, if anybody wants to check this out that's watching this after they're done listening, they can go to my uh, my YouTube, Scotty the NJ Medium, find the Very Haunted Chanley Hotel and watch it. I, it's about six hours of footage edited down to about 25 minutes, and it's all kinds of paranormal stuff that was going on. Uh, white Miss, voice, EVPs, somebody, somebody from the other side said my full name uh, through a device. It, it was crazy. It's, it's just a crazy place. So uh, I got invited back to host some events there because uh, we have a good time. And uh, one of the things that happened while I was there is I do something called a gallery reading. So last time when I was on here, we kind of did some tarot card readings, but I also can sit in front of people and just pick up spirits. Think uh, John Edwards crossing over early 2000s when he had that TV show. Um, And uh, I was doing this reading and uh, I was getting nowhere, but I mentioned some really specific things that if the person had that I was talking about had answered up the living person, uh, it would have probably been a fantastic reading. But let's just say this. I kept telling this guy that I saw a hazmat or a Tyvek suit around him, which means I, I felt that it was connected to him. And uh, he looked at me and he was like, no, no idea what you're talking about. Um, and I, some other real specific stuff. The next day, the owner of the hotel called me and, and uh, said that, The guy didn't want to feed me any information, but he happened to have a hazmat suit in the trunk of his car. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's enough right there. Just to be like, yep. Yeah. So he said he didn't want to feed me any information, but he wasn't trying. But I had a message for him from whoever, but I couldn't get it across because he wasn't like helping me. 
be like, yeah, that's me. I actually, you know, that would have helped that way. I could be like, okay, who's talking to me and let's, let's get a message through. Um, that's how they validate a lot of times. So, uh, I wanted to tell you guys a, a cool and creepy story. Um, it is, as we're recording this police appreciation day. Um, and you guys know, that's my, my other gig. So, uh, back in, uh, 2018. Yeah. Word up. Uh, thanks to everybody out there. Um, 2018, a buddy of mine does a car stop about two o'clock in the morning. Uh, cars driving a little bit erratic on the highway, 50 mile an hour speed limit, thinks he might have a, uh, an intoxicated driver. Uh, he gets up to the car and the guy is not intoxicated. He has a like four foot tall tropical bird flying around the cabin of his vehicle. It's like a white, I don't know what the white one is, like a cockatoo or something like that. Or yeah, cockatoo. something like that. Right? Okay, cockatoo. So, yeah the things you see as a police officer is just hilarious i can only imagine man like you pull dudes over wearing lingerie like in the videos like i remember those sheriff videos that we used to watch on late night with your dad you remember that stuff like on saturday nights right before snl like the the wildest police chases and stuff and it's like guys getting pulled over like wearing lingerie (laughs) and we're doing i'm sorry the world's gonna be like oh my god that's normal now i'm like no it wasn't then like that was Um, that was a weird thing back then so um, uh, I'll find the video when we stop recording. I'll find the video and I'll send it to you. But uh, there's a, a video on live PD of this guy. I guess he's like big on online or, or whatever. And he found out live PD was going to be a couple towns near him. And so we drove there and like, just to like F with him, he, he wrote like 420 <laughs> on the back of his car. He had like, he was wearing sunglasses at night with like a ridiculous outfit. Well, uh, he had a couple like uh, basketball and soccer balls with like, celebrity fat heads taped to him and they thought the dude was like stone or not stone they thought he was like on some kind of drugs or drunk they searched him the car couldn't find anything he did he passed all of the tests <laughs> flying colors and they, they arrested him um but he, but he um he got let off because he did a blood test and nothing came back um oh, I'll, 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 I'll find the link and i'll send it to you when we're done uh that's too much yeah, but what, what were you saying about your Sorry. Oh no, it's okay. I like to hear the sidebars. They're funny. So uh, he uh, he tells the you know lets the guy off with a warning. He's like, bro, you can't do that. You got to put the you can't first probably shouldn't have a bird in the car, um, but it definitely can't be flying around. Go home. Uh, but he turned around uh, after he got to the police car and he saw the bird was still hanging outside. Like basically, he was like perched up on the driver's or the passenger side of the window, and it was kind of hanging out a little bit. And he thought it was funny, so he took a picture with his iPhone um of the bird hanging out the window and he sent it to me and i just saw the bird and i was like oh it's pretty funny with the things you see um about two days later he calls me up he's like bro look at that picture i sent you and let me know if you see anything strange aside from the bird and i looked at it i was like i don't see anything weird why and he's like look in the the rear the rear view mirror on the passenger side and see what you see there so i i zoomed in on it and it looks like there's a person standing in the reflection of the mirror and it looks like a little girl and the guy who sent it to me is very much a police officer he's not the kind of guy that's like ghost all ghost like me immediately i've been like that's a damn ghost not him he's like analyzed it for two days before he even brought it to me and was like yo check this out and i looked at it i was like oh it's, it looks like a little girl or something so we uh took two vehicles out to the same spot where he made the car stop on the highway, we set up the vehicles uh, about where they were and we took like 25, 30 photos and we couldn't recreate it at all. Um, 
then I was like, well, let's look into the history of this particular piece of the highway. Maybe there's a bad motor vehicle accident and this is a remnant spirit or something like that. Um, and there were some MVAs in the area, but nothing matched. So I kind of let MVA it, for people who don't know. Uh, motor vehicle accident. Or MVA, um, excuse me. Yeah, motor vehicle accident. So um, we look and there's, there's nothing that matches that would be like, oh, there you go. That's the answer. So uh, a week or two later, I was talking to somebody who's been in town for a while, and I'm telling her about the photograph because she's big into the paranormal as well. And she says, oh, did you uh, ever hear of this, this young girl named Jane Daria? And I said, no, um, who is that? And she said, well, she's a little girl about 13 years old who got murdered back in 1968. And I was like, well, I was born in 1981, so there's no way I would have known about that. Um, and as it turns out, her body was dumped about 100 yards from where this picture was taken on the highway and where she was dumped at the time was an old rail rail line that ran the, the coastline of New Jersey. So uh, that sent me into, I had a name now. So I went and I started researching and uh, I find a photograph of this young girl um, from when she was probably about 12 years old and she's wearing a white dress. And I cropped that photo up against the photo that my buddy had taken and it looks like they're wearing the same exact dress um and jane daria uh they found she at the time the case went cold in 1968 in 2000 dna was a thing and the cops in 1968 had the smart idea of saving all the clothes and kept it in an evidence locker for all that time so they uh started matching dna and two years later they got a match and the guy who did it was actually already in prison uh, for committing other crimes similar to that one. Um, and he was on, uh, I, I don't know if it was death row at the time, uh, but he was in the, he was in for life at least. Um, and he ended up passing a stomach cancer in like 2003 before, um, you know, the regular end of his life or whatever. So uh, that was really, really good police work. They, they, they held on to it, but what made the story really significant um, and sad at the same time on top of the original murder is uh, about a week after uh, he took that, my, my buddy took that photograph, uh, about a half mile down the road in the next town, a, uh, a young 12 year old girl was uh, raped and murdered and left about 15 feet from that same exact trail that was the, that was the train line. Um, oh, so a week before, yeah. So a week before that, that little spirit showed up and I don't, it's impossible to say if it was like a warning or, or anything like that. People ask me all the time when I tell that story, but um, it feels like she was, she was, in my opinion, probably trying to reach out and, and be like, I think something bad's going to happen. And, uh, and she that's went what to happened. the police, dude. She went to yeah, the police. Like that's, the, some, the one, that's some like the ghost saw the police didn't like, Hey, I got to get your attention somehow. And yeah, like knew it was going to happen. Like found like fate found its way. Like maybe that's her angel, I guess. That's some, do you, you have the photo still? Life goes, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, anybody who wants, uh, they can just go onto my Instagram, Scotty the NJ, NJ Medium, and uh, scroll down. You're gonna have to scroll a little bit, but there's one up there. You'll know what it is. Um, you'll see on the left side there's a, a picture of like a ghost. It looks like, and on the right side is uh, a picture of a little girl. And you folks could be. Right, we'll, uh, we'll try and find it. We'll put it on our story. Oh, I'll send yeah, it to you guys. Sure. But oh, for okay, anybody right. who's anybody who's listening and, and doesn't want to go looking. Uh, that, that's how you find it so yeah crazy right yeah, yeah. have you yeah. i was thinking about this when you were um talking about the hotel and I, I didn't have a chance to bring it up 
there's, I watched a, a, I think it was Discovery or History Channel way, way back years ago about, they only referred to it as the sanitarium. And it's in, I think it's in New Jersey. And I Googled it, I could not find which one it is. Um, are you familiar with it or have you, have you been there? Cause I, I guess they said it was like super, super haunted. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know where that is because they keep it such a secret, but I know what you're talking about. Urban Explorers have a bunch of uh, interesting videos on YouTube at that place. Do you but know what the name of it is? I don't. I just, that's how they call it. They call it the sanatorium. Yeah. And I, I have no idea where it is. And you know what it is? Even if I did, being that I have my other job, I can't go trespassing into places I shouldn't be. <laughs> like when I was like 18 or 19, and it didn't really matter that much. So uh, I'd have to try to obtain special permission to get in there anyway. But um, yeah, I would love to go there. I saw a video not too long on Discovery Channel that an urban explorer caught some crazy looking deity or demon or some some crazy stuff. Dude, it's terrifying. Yeah, I haven't seen this and I don't think I even want to look at it, man. Like, uh, I'm not going to I'm going to try and find it on YouTube tonight, but I'll send that to my watch later. I don't want to watch that right before I go to bed, man. Yeah, it's scary looking. That's about to ask it to me. I'll, I'll send you. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. I'll send you the link. Yes, do it. Do it. So oh yeah, that's God. uh, yeah. The, I mean, the world is full of the paranormal. It's just a matter of if you want to open up to it and be subject to it. I guess uh, we get a lot of that, obviously, in my house because of what I do. So we're pretty used to it around here. Oh, like it's. I feel like the way this works is how voodoo would work, like the movie that skeleton, like the movie The Skeleton Key. Oh, I like that movie. That Hell works. yeah. Like how she's like, I don't believe in voodoo. I don't believe in it. And then she decides like, well, let's just see. I'll sprinkle a little bit of brick dust at the door. And she can't cross the line. If somebody, you know, somebody wants to hurt you, like your enemies can't cross it. And she tries to get the old woman to come in and it's like, and then she believes in voodoo all of a sudden. And then she ends up, you know, the whole, the movie ends and you're just like, fuck dude. Like there's, it's one of those things like you don't know and then you feel like you got to believe like sometimes it might be that way oh there might be the aha moment i call it an aha moment or like my for me it's actually a no fuck moment if ghosts are playing with me (laughs) i don't know i I can't fight you so you have like i have my words have to yell at you (laughs) and i don't know any words that can offend ghosts other than like jesus please that's the one that's the one yeah that, that, that leads great into what i wanted to say i don't know if i said this on the last episode um but I like to go, I go on Reddit and I, I like to read the green texts, like the, the, the 4chan green texts. I think they're hilarious. And one of them was, uh, a guy, I, I, I'm pretty sure I told you, but I don't think I sent it to you. Um, his, his buddy, his lifting buddy had a ghost and, and he like released the ghost by like, he like punched a hole in his wall cause he got mad and like released like some like artifact. Again, it could be complete BS. And the story, and the story goes on about how literally the guy like just was not scared of the ghosts, and was like yelling and taunting them, and like walking around swinging his hands everywhere, like trying to fight them. It was hilarious, <laughs> and at the same time, gave me goosebumps. Uh, I, I it's it's way too long to post on uh, on any of our socials, but uh, if I find it, I will send it to you. I don't know if I again. I don't know. Sounds like some Simon right there is what that sounds like. It was hilarious and terrifying at the at the same time. 
a little bit of booger sugar with some mushrooms, maybe. maybe. I don't know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of rage. Get a little hopped up there. I don't was know. He, did he have? Did he have more than a couple veins that came out of his forearms? Well, I don't because know because it, he had it's, more it's literally, than a couple. <laughs> it's literally just the lines, but uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll send it to you, and you can uh, make make your determination. Oh God, that'd be. That sounds like something that would happen. That like some psychedelic shit. Like if we gave Kevin a sheet of acid and told him to run, <laughs> go for a I run. I would say the same thing, but it was happening. He, according to the story, and you know, you can't really trust any of these. That would be a on the internet. Idea. But uh, we're not promoting according drugs. To the, according to the story, uh, it was hap- It happened over the course of like six months, and like he, had, they had, like a priest come in and he was freaked out. They had um. Uh, one of the guy's Latin grandmas came in and she like was terrified of the house. You know, it was a back to really the, funny gotta, story. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. I hope so. I want it. But Scotty, I got to tell you, I got to tell you this. When you mentioned the dorm and your buddy talking like he had no legs and he was going to get the bag over his head. Anytime like that creeps me out more than anything. It makes me think of um, the M- the whole like Emily Rose situation mm-hmm. when she's in the dorm and like the devil supposedly takes over her body and, and it goes, I mean, it's Hollywood. They doctor the what actually happened to make it a movie, but like it's it's crazy let, <laughs> let know, me like, tell you guys the, just be, i can imagine being alone in a dorm room you got a roommate across your hall and like that stuff starts happening to you and you just like your roommate sees you walk across the floor see some shit and you're like what the fuck like what do you do as the normal person and like the like how do you explain that the next morning no. like, sorry man like, i have guy. a a buddy of mine that's on my my paranormal team that uh he has been uh present for exorcisms and he, there is one particular one that uh, I can't speak on because he won't speak on it. All he told me is that uh, he's got a way north of 200 pounds. Um, he's built like you. He's, he's a short dude, but he's real stocky and big. Um, and he said that a, I believe the girl was about 14 or 15 years old, lifted him up like he was nothing and threw him on the ground. Um, oh, yeah. And, up. uh, they, Double leg takedown or does she like get him with like a choke slam, like, like Undertaker? They, from what I understand. Ass? I just picked him up and tossed him. So, um, and he's not a confrontational guy, but he was praying over her and that's what happened. Um, And uh, it ended with some kind of black ooze coming out of her mouth, but that's, that's all I get out of it. That's all I get told. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when anybody out there who's listening to this, that thinks that they want to be a paranormal investigator or uh, get into it as a hobby, you better be ready because these things, all they need is a crack in, in your psyche. Um, and they're, and they could be right in your life forever yeah, and it could be trouble. So you got to be careful. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's, that's why if talk to you like, about that woman, like Dustin man, said, I, fa- I did, I found the story. I'll, I'll send, I'll send Aaron the link and he can forward it to you. Oh yeah, do it, do it. But Scotty, you're, you and that, that you, when we talked and we were reconnecting and you mentioned the, the lady that hung out when I was a kid. And like, I told you that the, I've had moments where I'd be like sitting down, like you said at night we're animals just like the rest of the world. Like it's, you're sitting down, you are aware things are, you know, things are going on around you. You're, you know, might be focusing, but I tell you, man, I feel like I catch some stuff out of the corner of my eye and my peripherals a lot. And it, it's like, not just that, like somebody's walking. It's just the subtle movement of someone's like leaning over, like looking to see if I'm awake or if I'm still there and they just lean back. Like that's, yeah. that's all it is for me. And it messes with me. And I don't know why, but it, it, I feel like it's there. And I'm just like, you know what? 
fuck it. Just go away. So, like, I'm not in the mood for your shit. Like, whoever you are and you're that, trying to mess with me, just go the fuck away. Dude, that's <laughs> what I do every single time. Anytime, like, I'm not, like, ready for it, I'm like, you need to go away. I'm not dealing with you right now. Um, and it works. They go away. So that's but my But I advice. wonder what it is. Like, that's the thing. Like, at one point, I'm going to ask what it is. I'm just not sure when I'm going to do it. And I don't know what, I don't want to know if I like what the answer is behind it anyway. Like, I feel like I would rather let fate decide. Like, I feel like, you know, when I die that I'll, I'll get all of the answers and you'll that, know. I, that I'll have. Yeah. Look, like the good place with Janet, like I'll have something like yes. that to just ask, you know, what be like, can I ask this? And she on, knows man. it all, you know, like something like that. Because I don't listen. I don't claim to know it all. Uh, I just try to help who I can and do what I naturally can do. Right. Um, but like, who knows, man? Maybe, maybe it's freaking aliens. Maybe it's freaking interdimensional beings. I have no idea. All I know is that I get to connect with things and uh, I get information that gets validated. And I try to use the experience and the patterns that I've noticed to help figure out the next step in helping people. So it, it, it's just a world. Who, know, who the hell knows? Every day they're finding out new things. And shit has been getting real strange since they've been smashing atoms down there with the, the Hydron Collider, wherever the hell it is. So... Uh, you know, you never know what, what's going on in this world. They ain't telling us everything. Yeah, dude, not the get all conspiracy reactor. theory. Yeah, Thanos right. is on oh, his don't, way, don't, don't get me started, please. Don't Thanos me. is do on not, his way, do bro. Do not, do not, <laughs> do not get me on my on my soapbox about all these conspiracies. There it is. I know. I can see it because you have your light side and your dark side. Oh, you got, what, what, got, what card we pull out? What, uh, what card you pull? The, the chariot, which uh, shows. Uh, a man that sits on both sides of the spectrum of the light and the dark and i thought that yeah. he might come out when i was talking to you so it's funny because everybody has the normal side that they operate on and the rational normal side which obviously i operate on pretty usually but then we have that other side that's open to fantastic ideas and all of the world right now is looking for an answer so very many people are looking into the fantastic to try to describe what's happening all the ufo disclosure stuff that's happening uh you saw that worked into the uh the covid relief bill you guys yeah that? yeah that 180 day countdown like what yeah. the fuck is this what? Like, and jack ma hasn't been seen for two months like come on oh he's just no. he doesn't he the chinese kidnapped him no it's covid no, no. he's hiding in a fucking bunker somewhere that this dude built Something. with elon musk they're getting ready to go to mars dude there's a reason why elon musk is going up and we're all hanging out right here right, right now he's like we need to get this goddamn rocket off the fucking planet <laughs> And that's why he's been, he's, you get all these pictures of him looking at the rockets and like all the crashes, like, fuck, we're stuck. We're still stuck. Like we have all, we have 162 days and 14 hours and 37 minutes and 32 seconds left. And we got to go. We have to go. Time Jeff to get Bezos out of Dodge. Is like, huh? What are you going to do? I said time to get out of Dodge. Oh yeah. I was going to say Jeff Bezos is like, just get in one of my uh, Amazon cars. I'll get, get you there two days. Just sign up for prime bitches. <laughs> Oh, this is, it is, it's, I'm like, I like the idea that there's people like you in the world that can help the situation when it comes to this. Like there's yeah, some people, try. most people look for positive, but a lot of people want to know like the dark, dirty, nasty answers too. And thankfully you're one of those people that gives the ability to do that. Like if I wanted to know something bad about myself or like whatever, I'm sure I could ask you and you could pull it out. And it'd be very easy to do. And, and that would be, you're not afraid to give me the bad news. Like that's, that's more or less what I'm getting at. You have to ask so, for it though. Cause I don't just go around telling people the bad news. Exactly. Let me tell you, that's, you that's a bad business model. That. Yeah. <laughs> a bad business you model. never want that. 
those are the people that have the no fucks given (laughs) the ones like just give me all the bad news those those self-beating masochists but i will say scotty keep these ghosts away from us and for everybody that is listening all the stuff he's told us has come true (laughs) and all the stuff he did live so far has come true for all of us I, I like to th- I like to think I'm a very skeptical person and and uh, yeah. I I tried to I tried to probe him a little bit when I first met him and literally it it it, it makes sense yeah and a lot of stuff that's been like that's happened to me to us as a group our team here on the podcast like there's been opportunities that have been happening that you called out Scotty then you said there's going to be some moments where you're like just if if you think you shouldn't don't do that one go for it do it because there's going to be a moment and we've we've had some great luck as of late we've got some big episodes that are going to be coming like yours is pretty big having you here but is there more in our future scotty what do you think that's going to happen for us i do want to ask because if you got a good track record i know but he might he might give us some good juju here what did you just say to me young man I said you're not a fortune teller. As I pull out the wheel of fortune, you son of a gun. You better never try my line of work, pal. You'll drown. Kevin's just sitting there like fucking blown away. He's just like, this dude's flashing cards. Scotty, anyone trying to anyone's trying to talk to us while we've been while we've been on the episode? Yeah. All right. So this is what I'm gonna preface this because I'm not sure if it's for any of you guys, but it might be a family or a friend. That would know I'm sure this. people are interested. There's this uh, male who was talking to me. Um, I'm not quite sure how old he is, but he tell he's telling me that he passed away from a heart attack. But there's, if it's not the same guy, there's a second one with him. So there might be two, but I, I'm going to figure this out. Um, so there's one guy who's telling me that he passed away from a heart attack. And as I'm tuning into him, it's really strange because I keep hearing like uh, – industrial truck breaks like let like when the garbage truck comes in the morning and you hear that loud why that's yo that's that's for me dude oh Do you shit want... yeah that's my grandfather man that's my mom oh that's my okay he used to he, he he died he died twice from a heart attack he came he died and came back twice okay um so like he couldn't die like he said himself he's like no i'm not gonna fucking die i'm gonna live forever he's like no that's what he he would always say to me man he after a couple beers he'd be like i died twice it's not all it's cracked up to be (laughs) that was interesting so maybe that's right so um i just want to let you know that he's hanging out and he's saying hello um what how do you associate like the like this loud squealing the truck brakes i don't understand he was a truck what? driver. He he used to deliver trucks for LKQ for years. Perfect, because that's what he keeps talking about, and it's a, it was a sound that would help validate who he is. So uh, I just want to let you know that he's hanging out and he's doing fine. Uh, unfortunately, uh, everybody owes a death, and he did pay his, but he cheated it twice, as he said. So um, he's uh, he's doing well on the other side, my friend. 
That's good, man, because he he went out with a broken heart for sure. Like it's the heart. It was the broken heart that took him. My grandmother passed way before him, and she was not supposed to. Everybody in the family knew that. If you if you had the uh, like the over under on who was going to go first, it was definitely not her. The health, the you know everything. Eat right, clean, do this, diet, weight, everything. She did it all, and she she just it was not something we thought would happen, but it did. So so. Just to let you know, she's there as well. Um, as you're talking about her, he is saying, "I'm. We're together. We're together." Okay. Awesome, um, dude. Nice. And man. that's good. My mom is gonna listen to this and she's gonna cry her eyes out. I'm sure. I hope you can. You to can be honest because she needs to hear she this wants, kind of stuff. If she, she wants, she can give, this. give me a call. I'll give her. Uh, I'll give her a reading as well. Because uh, I always want to make sure that people get connected. Um, Did you say there were two now, people, or or was that the same? Thing? Yeah. There's. No, there's somebody else. Um, it's another male. And this one is strange. So he's tell telling me, he's pointing to his mouth and I feel like he had tongue cancer or mouth cancer or something that happened where he had an infection in his mouth. Something started here in his mouth and it, it ended up being the thing that ended up killing him. And his tongue turned really white um, and uh, he couldn't eat. Uh, his, he's saying like my tongue swelled up. I got really sick. I couldn't eat. Um, and I ended up passing away. He may have had a feeding tube for a little while, keeping him help keeping him alive. But I feel like this is a really bad infection that went through his blood or it's some sort of cancer that started here and went through his body. Um, but I'm not sure what else to say about him. That's really what he is keying in on. And that's a very unique way of passing. I'll have to ask around. I don't know I about mean, you guys. I know somebody. I know some. I know a friend of mine whose father passed away from mouth cancer years ago. But I don't know if I don't know how much. Like for me, I mean, I've I would run into that man a handful of times. So if he's hanging out with, like, I think my grandfather might have known who he was. Do but... you still talk to your friend that? My dad does. My dad every now and then will call me and be like, "Hey, man, I ran into so and so from high school." And I'm like, "Cool, and, man. Like, <laughs> I haven't talked well, to these people in years, but I'm glad you're telling them I'm doing well." So, hello, everybody, if you're listening, and my dad has said something to you, <laughs> I only so, know a little bit of it here and there. I don't hear it all. <laughs> this is what I'll tell you: is I think that that's such a unique way of passing that if he had the opportunity to come to a medium and talk to somebody that would get a message to his family to let him know he's okay you would have that opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, in all the readings that I've done, I don't think anybody's ever told me they had mouth cancer. So for I you to know somebody- Don't, don't, okay. I can't quote it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And it was different. Okay. Um, I was close with them for a while and they're, I mean, I'm sure I would pick up right where we left off if we got back, got together, but you know. I'll, I'll ask yeah. around, but I- yeah, that's something. He's even Kevin, saying, you better do the same, man. Like, think about it. <laughs> he's saying that his face got really swollen. Well, I'm sitting face. here thinking. I'm just listening. I'm just um. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he he said that his face got really swollen up from from the sickness. Uh, yeah, it eventually just spread through his whole body. So that that's what it ultimately ended up uh, having him pass from. That's rough. That's some. I, I mean, I'm sure that these people, like you said, I like that what I'm noticing here, like we'll go back to that at that last episode, you were here with us. Um, you said something that was really impactful to me. You said that the universe was very forgiving. 
And as long as you try to be a good person and you put some good into the world, like it's really going to come back to you. And I feel like that that's been like that mantra has been following me around a lot lately. Like I've been hearing it in places that I normally wouldn't hear it. Like last night I was watching Cobra Kai with my wife and it happened, you know, like it was a weird moment where like he's meeting, like Daniel's meeting with his old fling from back in Japan. And she's like, if you put good into the universe, it's going to be, you know, it comes back to you. And I'm like, oh man, like Mr. Miyagi was a smart man. Like I already knew that we were all, we all knew that, but I'm really seeing it and hearing it. And, um, uh today i mean i know that i've been posting for people that have been listening uh the clubhouse app and i'm hoping when i can get you in here scotty but this is i i hear people putting good into the world and then it's coming back tenfold and like i tried i did it today and you know small acts of giving and i feel like today like the world just feels better like it's so nice to just do when you can do and that's what I've been yep. doing as of late. And it's like, you know, I've been kind of going at my old past and just knocking shit down and being like, yo, I'm sorry. Yo, I'm sorry. Like I, whatever it right. was, I'm sorry. And these people probably don't even remember what I'm saying sorry for, but I'm just kind of clearing my conscience with it. And, you know, for whoever does listen to it, I've been doing that, but it's, it's really cool how you said it, but I didn't really pay attention to it. And I didn't at first, and I was kind of skeptical at first and I'm really, really looking at it. And it's like, wow absolutely just this is intense this is insane you know like people good there's so much still out there that i didn't know and it's because our world is so closed off but it is it's okay like this is that's just a oh that thing is an an amazing technology is great where it's at to have something as cool as that but go ahead, Scotty. I know you yeah. got some more people talking to you. It seems you're going crazy uh, with these cards. Oh, the card flipping. Well, There's I'm watching my cards. Go. I'm watching my cards, and I'm I'm just looking, and I I want to give you guys some some more advice on your your podcast coming up, and all the great things that are going to come. Uh, some of the things that I'm looking at here is this is really important. Um, there's going to be a time where uh, I know you had talked to me a little bit about your business model, which is really important to put together beforehand because having everybody have equal say is really important, but it just uh, keep in mind being nice to each other and good to each other when it comes to tough decisions, because I'm looking and it looks like, I don't want to say that you're going to be leaving people behind, but you're going to feel like you are. Um, Don't be upset if people decide that they don't want to be a part or associated anymore. Uh, It's going to be a tough decision to make when that time comes. That might be people that you're affiliated with through the podcast or friends and family that may not understand the direction you're headed. Um, that's okay because your close knit group is going to stay together uh, and you're going to fight together, which is really important. Uh, On that, actually, when, uh, Aaron, I don't know how much I'll, I'll let you choose how much you, you go into it, but we actually had something like that happen recently. Yeah, we did. Okay. And it's okay. not, it, it went as good as it could and i'm not mad and and he's and like the situation and the way things are i'm still cool and I, I feel i feel like we're good like they, people my dream doesn't have to be everybody else's <laughs> right and that's what i've come to realize and that's that's totally fine so yeah that's, for that's for good. me i've reflected on the last time you've been on the episode as well and you said just basically when we were talking about how i'm a delivery driver and you know, sometimes I share too much information or sometimes things like that keep me locked into a position where I'm at. And I know the new year's coming up. I know it's kind of cliche, but this has been something that I've been needing to work on myself for a long time. 
And that's more so maybe I think the reason why I do that is because I don't really consider what I say uh, valuable enough. So where I need to base my opinion off someone else's. So for me, my biggest thing lately is I've been trying to work on myself in a way to be more confident in doing things so I don't hold myself up. And so for me, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is there anything that you see for a reading in me that is potentially like, I know last time we spoke, you said delivery driver is not my thing forever. And if I work on myself, like things will kind of like, what does that mean for me? Like, what is, is there more for struggle you, coming forward no, or is there? As a matter of fact, uh, I pulled some cards real quick for you. Just based off of what you're saying to me, um, it sounds like you've done your fair part in uh, self-reflection. Listen, dude, let me tell you, it's, you're important. Your voice is important. Whatever you bring to the table is important. If you weren't there, you couldn't bring valuable information to the table. Um, and one of the important things that I pulled up is this card right here. Uh, I'll try to see if you guys can see it. It's called Six go. of Swords. And it's very much somebody bringing weapons to the table. They're bringing weapons to the battle. That's you. And you're just saying to me, like, I'm gaining my own value. That's what this Some is. Ragnar Lothbrook shit right there, man. <laughs> I don't know who that is, and I don't want to fight him. Yeah, he, sounds like guy, he sounds like the kind of guy who probably knows how to fight people. Um, and then getting more in tune with yourself and learning is really important. So we have the Queen of Cups for that. Um, it's a very feminine card, but it doesn't mean you're being feminine. It means that you're looking inward for the answers. And the cup represents learning. So that's really important. With that comes the next card that'll come up after that. And it's called the Six of Rods. And let me see if we can get it in there. It is a knight with a laurel wreath on his rod and a yeah. page. So not only is all the reflecting going to pay off for you, and you're going to ride off into the sunset with a whole new set of skills and insight into the world, but you're actually going to become a leader and start showing other people how to do that. So your inward thinking is going to pay off as soon as you start opening up and knowing that you are bringing the value to the table. Okay. And then eventually when that happens, you're going to be able to go out as an individual and lead many people instead of just one. So you graduate from being the knight leading somebody, just one person who believed in you. And then you go to being somebody who's considered the source of knowledge. So if you're going to get really good at doing this kind of stuff, the social media, the, the podcast and the entertainment, um, Take everything in that you can. Nothing is invaluable. There are only things that you can learn that you won't use um, and know that you don't need to use them, okay? And yeah. as soon as you get comfortable in that space, you can start teaching other people. And uh, that's that's the best. So yeah, delivery truck driver, you're not going to do that. I mean, maybe if you took somebody under your wing, maybe, but that's not the way it's going to go. Um, you have a perfect platform right here to be able to step out in front of everybody and, and show them what you can do. Do it. That well was... said. I couldn't agree more. I, I don't know. This is one of those things where you just, you sit back and you just, you think about it and you think about it long enough, you'll start to realize that things can change and things can be done differently to open up different opportunities. Bro, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm older than you guys. I'm almost 40 years old. Um, and for anybody out there listening, uh, I, when I was 20, I would have laughed at a 40 year old trying to, trying to do what I'm doing right now. But what I realized is that I didn't even start my real journey until I was like 32. 
And then really, I didn't start it till I was 35. And really, I'm only starting it this year. It's just beginning. So don't feel like you have nothing. You're just starting. You, what is one of my favorite Gary Vaynerchuk quotes is like, he's like, you haven't even gotten to the field to play ball yet. You're still in the parking lot getting, getting out of the car ready to go. So oh. just know that learn and then take what you learn. And that is your information to share and it's valuable. Okay. And that goes for everybody listening. It's question. Um, if I, if you, if you don't mind, Go ahead. Yeah. so my, I don't know if this goes into like the readings and stuff like that, but I had a grandfather who his name was Joe Joseph. That's how I got my middle name. Anyways, he died like maybe two, three years ago. And it was because he had cancer and he had uh, he served in the military and he had agent orange from when he was back in the war. Is, is he like, so I don't really have any like paranormal feelings or anything like that, but like he was a big part of me. Is there any aspect of him that's maybe, I don't know, around maybe that is just having him like kind of follow me in like a guidance kind of way. Like I believe to think that he was a big father figure to me more than right. my own father was. So like, I wonder if like any aspect of his life is kind of carried over into mine. I would have to say the fact that you're even asking me means that he is. Uh, oftentimes I tell people just because I'm not connecting with somebody right now, it doesn't mean that they're not there. Um, it might just mean that in a public forum like this, they don't want to connect and it might be a personal experience that he wants you to have. However, you're asking me about it and he, you most likely think about him day to day. And that doesn't just happen because you want to think about him. It's him being in your energy fields around you and making you have not, I don't want to say making, we have free will, but he gives you the opportunity to think about him by being present. So yes, he's absolutely around you. Um, and don't be upset if you're not living up to the things that you think he would want you to be, because we're all our own person. We're all individuals mm -hmm. and we all have, all have our own path. Um, for instance, my dad was a, a Wall Street businessman. He went to college. He went to college a second time. Um, I barely got out of high school and uh, I floundered around until I joined the military. And now I'm doing very well as in my job as a police officer and uh, doing this other thing, a small business, which nobody could have ever saw me doing that. Right. So yeah. did I make my dad proud in the way that he probably would have liked? No. But am I making him proud on the back end of it by proving that he did a good job instilling, you know, the family life on me and being responsible? I think absolutely. So your grandfather, I'm sure feels the same way. Just keep going in the direction that you would want him to. And just like Aaron was talking about earlier, um, be a good person, be the person that he would want you to be day to day. And that's all you have to do to honor his memory and, and have him with you. Yeah. The real reason why that came up is because for Christmas, uh, my, my dad, he had mom and dad, both mom and dad passed away and he's always had the ashes, the cremations and stuff like that, but he's never had somewhere to put it. Well, I guess my sister this year, she wanted to buy take, him. Like, take it to Disneyland. Yeah. Well, no, I love. <laughs> so he, <laughs> but a funny story is my Savage. dad actually. <laughs> no. Come on, that was a layup, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, true, no, no, though. We, like, did, we did something similar. I'm not going to say where. Yeah, Lake Winnipesaukee. Don't go there. I'm not going to say where we did something similar, but we did some, some special place that meant a lot to him. And they happen to win the World Series a couple of years later. But so that's, that's good, man. That's good. Um, 
yeah like she so she bought him a box to put the ashes in and then like as soon as she did that my dad got the gift like i don't know what it was but like just some chill went down like all the way down to my feet and it really like it wasn't like a bad feeling but it was like a sentimental like something weird just happened but i couldn't really recognize what it was sure but i was just kind of piggybacking off that because you mentioned about the stuff like how aaron and these two people like having someone that with a truck and stuff like that it like really made me think i'm like wow there's like somehow some way people do have a tendency to follow you and be around even if you don't know let, let me give you something and i think this is really interesting there's no such thing as a coincidence uh last night from the time that we're recording this right now i went to a small group reading with some women i never met before about four hours prior to the reading i saw the vince lombardi trophy uh the the football trophy right and uh i'm not a big football fan or anything like that so i was like okay yeah, this must be somebody post that, that and i was like this must be i was like this must be somebody trying to use this as a way to validate who they are um so as soon as I got to the reading, before we even really kicked it off, I sat in front of uh, eight or nine of these women and I said, okay, whose family member was like the hugest football fan? Uh, it's really important because he keeps showing me the, uh, the Super Bowl trophy and maybe like a pair of tickets, like season passes or something. And the one woman was like, crap, that's my uncle. We took his ashes to such and such stadium and we spread him there. And that's where he wanted to be. So... You're never saying won the Super something. Bowl yet, though. I don't think they ever will. Um, no, but probably not. But um, hey, man, it's heaven. You can do anything you want. Did you watch a good place? <laughs> it's important that you have a similar story, and that just literally happened last night. So it's another part of validation for you that when you got that sense over you, that's like Grandpa probably being like, "Good job." That's what I wanted—a sense of completion and happiness, and. Uh, Believe it or not, I tell people all the time they, they are watching. They pay attention to everything we're doing. Um, so yeah, so that's, the ones that's that are good. sitting there with Pornhub, man, they're paying attention. <laughs> Keep it in your pants. <laughs> they're they're yeah. literally always watching. That's watching a show right for them. That's a oh, show probably for not them, watching. They're, they're probably like photobombing me right now. They're like all behind. They're like, uh. <laughs> If it was my grandfather, he's probably like throwing beer at me or something because that was our thing. I just think it's a good thing to point out that all, all spirits are bad. And, you know, there are some good ones that are out there protecting you more than they are trying to like torture you and stuff like that. But there is a main reason why I try to steer away from it because I just I don't think I have the guts to step in front yeah, of it. I know Same. watching uh, what was that story? Uh, no, no, that story. TV show Ghost Hunters. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nope. Couldn't do it. Yep. That's a. Uh... Not to, to name bomb, but I'm pretty good friends with uh, Dave Tango um, from Ghost Hunters. We hang out and drink beers, and uh, he's been doing it for a long time. He has a lot of awesome stories. Uh, I love when he tells me all that. The stories that I have pale in comparison to the awesome things that he's been had the opportunity to go and do throughout the world on TV. So it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, dude. I remember yeah. when they did the Norwich one in in Norwich, Connecticut. The the old school asylum, like I think it was the an old like an insane asylum. It might have been um it was just it was just nuts sorry my tongue did this thing where i was like what are you doing yeah man. i was gonna say you, you're, you're right over there bud yeah man like i'm totally fine like don't worry i'm not having a stroke everyone we're okay like i you can't smell talk. any burnt toast <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's probably because she burnt it <laughs> <laughs> 
but you never know. You never know. At least, at least um, you can smell something. That way we know it's not the COVID. It's not oh, the sure. Yeah, you know, no. The beer flu. The watermelon sour patch kids have been keeping my taste buds alive during this. Whoa, so, those things are oh, scorchers. Oh, they're great though. They I'm hurt. Getting too old but... for those. <laughs> the heartburn is real. No, um, but the insane asylum with Dave Tango when they when they went to Norwich to do that stuff. That was a place that I used to mess around with as a kid that I would never mm-hmm. mess around with now as an adult, just because it's crazy and the cops obviously watch it. Like yep. absolute crazy because there's tunnels to bring you in underneath. Like you can do. It, it's just like there's bunkers there's all sorts of shit there and for them to walk around and uh, provoke uh, stuff i was like nah man like no, that's just like no. that movie 13 ghosts to me like you, what's the the guy Best who plays shaggy ever. yeah the guy who yes. plays shaggy what's that guy's name i i can't remember oh. his name um he's he's the scream killer he's a, he's a yeah. whole bunch of shit dude he, he kind of just fell off the map after scooby-doo but no nah, he's he, on uh, good moms with uh on channel two yeah, but other than that, like he really kind of just Lillard. Yeah, Matthew Lillard, dude. He he's he just that movie, he oh god, I see st- I see the guy with the bat like trying to crack his skull and he's dodging him and getting out of the way. They're what, like what just, I've it, learned man, that's from... what I feel like you do. Like if you can get glasses for the rest of us to see what's going on in a spell house, man. I'll fuck with your haunted mansion. You'll be a rich man. Detective glass, man. Yeah, you'll be you a rich man spells. if you can figure that out. In the uh, in in like the paranormal uh, world, that's a very popular meme that was going around for a while, and it was those glasses, and it said, "If you could see with see things like that with these, would you wear them?" And people are always like, "Yeah, I would love to," and I always tell them, "You wouldn't, because as much good stuff as there is, there is a lot of low level BS nonsense crap out there that you would never yeah, be able to see." I was gonna say, I don't know. I I, I like to uh-huh. think I'd be one of those guys who'd be like, "Yeah, let's do it," but. I think about it a little more like, oh, oh I don't know, man. I, I, I'm one of those people who I, I'm, I'm okay not knowing everything. I, yeah. I am perfectly okay yeah, not knowing everything. I've uh, heard no. things, and, you know, that's good enough for me. I believe it. Just don't want no part of it. Yeah. What, what, I've, what I was going to say is what I've learned the first time, and now again through talking to you, is to approach the spiritual world the same way I approach the regular world is – Try to be a good person. Talk shit to it and say my friend will fight you. No, no, no. Try, try, try to be a, try to be a good me, person. Me, boy, I got Scotty. What you going to do? Try, try and be a good person and, and just try not to be an asshole that much to people. And uh, Yeah, that's it. Like politics and uh, that's, that's religion. How, that's how, that's, yeah, that's how, I appro- that's how I approach my life. Try, try and do good and don't, don't be that much of an asshole to people. Exactly. It'll that's how I approach in everything world. in life. Yeah, it works everywhere. And everything I've ever done that works. So it's good for life. Good into the world. Good comes back. That's right. (laughs) And most importantly, when when it's time for us to cross over, you'll have less crap. And this is not a a religious thing by any means. This is a universal karmic sort of spiritual thing. Um, You'll have less to answer for. You'll have less things that you'll be worried about on your deathbed. You know, like that guy that you tried to fist fight at the traffic light when you were 19 years old and he cut you off and I hope I'm not being too specific here. Um, you know, you want to beat the, the brakes off the guy. Um, you don't want to have to answer for that. It was unnecessary and, and not a big deal, you know, so keep it minor. Keep, keep happy. That's it. It's easy. Plus like, isn't it easier to be happy? Yeah. Oh yeah. For Am sure. I right. Right. Yeah. I always tell people, hold, 
holding on to unless you're built like Eeyore, dude, and you just sit there. I know a guy who's like Eeyore. He, I called him my resident Eeyore the other day, dude. Like, I'd be like, "What's going on? How are you?" He'd be like, "Great." Yeah. <laughs> really, dude? Well, Maybe he's I don't know. That's pretty dope, though. That's pretty dope. Dude, I was talking to. I visited my grandpa a couple weeks ago, and my grandma and I were chit chatting, and him and I are so alike in the sense of. If there's nothing you can do to change to change it, there's no use being worried or stressed out about it. Right. Like, like there's definitely things that that you should be worried about. But if if, if something happens or might happen, but it's not at you can't do anything to control it. What 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 does worrying help at all? Nothing. It doesn't. Which brings me to my next point for you guys in your podcast future, in your business oh. model, in your plans. So <laughs> this is really important. I'm going to tell you guys this right now. Stay. This is very important. Stay light on your feet. Do not get weighed down in details of bullshit because it will put a huge strain on the relationship of what you're doing and the relationship of your audience. And they will, it will be affected tremendously when it comes. And I probably said this last time, but it's very important. When it comes time to make good decisions or big decisions, make them quickly and do not worry about the 15 things that could go wrong. They're not going to, okay? The good stuff will come out, the wheel of fortune. It means that it's up to you, but you have to stay light on your feet and you have to say, like, make this decision for us. Let's move forward, even though it's scary as shit. And I'm not sure I would always do this decision. It's going to be the right one. And once that happens, it's going to be like a rebirth and kind of starting over again. But you'll have a lot of knowledge that you already gained. So we have the Page of Swords, some, somebody that has learned a lot and has a lot of knowledge, but they're starting over again, so to speak. So you'll feel like you're breaking into new ground, but you'll have the confidence of what you already learned, which is kind of what we were talking about a little bit earlier, Kevin. So it's really important for you guys going forward. You're, you're going to do awesome. Just don't get weighed down in the bullshit. Can I, I say I something really quick, Dustin? Yeah, Kevin and yeah, I had a conversation after I talked with you earlier. Kevin, did he not just say all of the stuff that I had talked to you? Like, hey, man, this shit needs to get done. Like, we didn't talk about this with Scotty, like, beforehand, everyone. Like, oh. there was no – like, Kevin and I just had a big conversation for some decisions that we have to make. And it's it's going to be – it was one of those things. So, Scotty, like, thank you for that. Like, that's some – if people aren't really doing this, like I'm fucking blown away, dude. Like I, I didn't tell anybody this, like it's just Kevin and me and Dustin. We're the only ones that know what's going on. And it's just, it, it's a, wow. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I had to say, dude, you fucking blew no, no, me no, away no. with that. By all means, I, I don't keep, I don't mean to keep making it about me. Like the self-centered jackass I am. No, uh, dude, this it, show is not about just you, no, me or it, Kevin. It's, it's about all three of us being idiots. It's, and so it's funny you, you say, you say that I'm not being bogged down in the little details. Because I like to think of myself and the people who really know me will know I'm a very big picture kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm the, I'm the kind of, all right, this is what's got to be done. Do it. I, I'm really not interested in the, oh, well, well what if this, what, what if that, uh, oh, this is going to rub somebody the wrong way. I'm a very big picture person. I think Aaron can attest to that. That's why you're here, dude. That's very big picture. That, trying to that's be why I'm glad I found you. Like I'm yeah, glad same. that I, I'm glad that I made the choice of being like, hey man, Dustin can play on our team even though he can't stand up. And 
Like I'm glad that Tanner and you live together. Uh, Dustin can, can stand around by himself while we'll a four on five uh, penalty kill with a traffic much, cone out dude. on the ice. And I'm glad Tanner Tanner's a, a cool enough guy to understand like my my take on hockey and that everybody should play the game. So really, it's like your friend went to bat for you and like that's a good guy to keep around. I took his word and I kept you around and I'm glad I have. You're a good kid. And yeah, I'm happy you did I, too. You're not even a good kid, dude. You're a man now. You got a mustache for your start. I was, dude. I said it to my dad. My dad. I was. I was. I was. I was making dinner and making pasta with my dad today. And he, he said, you "Put so, a hairnet said, on that mustache, dude. I don't want you to drop, <laughs> drop one in there." Oh. <laughs> Falling the no, same. He said, "Chocolate milk mustache." He said, "He said you're, you're a got the same upper lip." He said, he said "Dustin, you're a child." Or he said something about child. I said, "Daddy, I am a grown ass man." And, and then, then my, he punched my, you and, right in the face. No, nah, and my stepmother yelled at me for cussing. Damn. <laughs> As she should. <laughs> yeah, I, I never talk smack like that to my parents. I don't like it. Oh, hit. no, I do it all the time. My mom, my dad and I got into a fight once. It was great. Actually, more than oh, a couple. Jesus. It's always great. We just have fun. <laughs> we wrestle like guys. We just try to choke each other out. It's fine. No big deal. It's like it's like Bart and Homer, except it was with less child abuse. <laughs> 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 all right, so... Before we wrap up here, last takes from anyone. Oh, I got to go. Aaron, you go first, dude. Everyone, remember our CBD affiliate, Thistle Therapies. Keep going. Thank you. Like anybody that's just looking for Chris, please reach out to him. He is the guy to talk to. Um, What's the website? It's therapies. Yeah, it's thistle with a T in there. I'm not. I'm not really good at spelling, so we we have it listed in our socials. It's thistle. I'm trying to use good diction. T h i s t l e therapies.com. There it is. Thank you, Dustin, for my horrible ad read. Even though I'm not reading anything, this is coming from the top of my head here. But please don't forget about it. I have. I'm about to be placing my first couple of orders. I'm going to be talking with Chris pretty shortly and just it's going to be a life-changing for me i'm sure um so again please use the code the wet dollars yep 15 dollars off code the wet down dustin finish it up we get a little nice little kickback comes to us and you're helping the podcast grow so uh-oh i think dustin froze everyone <laughs> oh, once again scotty thanks when you come on uh something so thank you Oh, it's You're okay, Dustin. Welcome. You went cyborg there for All a right. second. You completely froze. Yeah. Yeah. I just got a, a notification. My internet connection is unstable. Uh, Scotty, thank you again for coming on. These are, are always, I have a blast when you come on, dude. So thank you. You're very welcome. If it, if you guys don't mind, uh, anybody who's listening wants to get more of me, uh, thanks to these guys. I started my own podcast on the uh, Anchor app. You can hear me anywhere. Podcasts are downloaded. It's uh, Scotty, the medium versus the paranormal. And we talk about all the kinds of stuff that we talked about today. If you uh, email me at uh, scottypodcast at gmail.com, I'll have you on for a free reading, or you can be my guest and tell me a scary ghost story. Your choice. That's Scotty, S-C-O-T-T-Y, not I-E, Y. That's correct. Yeah, all right, there we go. I know I know some, some, some people, I don't know about our audience, but uh, judging by, if they're anything like the three of us, they're not really uh great with spelling or being that sharp all the time <laughs> well so, that's good i'm gonna have to put that in my seo search i never even thought of that <laughs> we got we got yeah we gotta we gotta we gotta help them out 
All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This was episode 12, episode 13. Unlucky or lucky episode 13. That's coming out a week from today. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. See ya.